0: HWA Radio. Are
1: you fucking crazy? Yes, I'm
0: fiercely proud of it. Hello, you're on the air. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. You can't say that on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Hello, you're on the air. H-W-E Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to HWA Radio. Here, episode number forty-one. We are on, and we are getting close to that at uh, horseman mania here joining me as always is good old cr pleasure
1: to be here Keys always a pleasure.
0: yep and uh with uh with that i guess we're gonna have a recap at the end of this we're gonna tell you what uh, some new new developments on that and uh, there's gonna be the final developments this weekend but let's go ahead and kick things off kick things off as we do with the power rankings
1: all right this week's power rankings uh no changes at the top in your championship uh champion whatever the hell they are we have the world champion, Fuzz Pigment, coming at number one. Number two, the Snowman, who retained his title against the Steel Sultan. <laughs> number three, your television champion, the Bandit. Number four, <laughs> we have Katongi moving up one spot. Uh, also moving up one spot at number five is, is Ebenezer Spooge. Hiram Lipschitz moves up one to six. And, of course, breaking in at number seven after his surprise reappearance. Yes. Concrete. Indeed. Shocked the HWA completely. Uh, number eight, holding Steady Roadhouse Roy, number nine. Even though we haven't seen him forever, it's the Gimp and breaking into the top ten after his <laughs> oh that, that that match just made me sick.
0: <laughs> Otherwise known as TSRW or TSRD. That's right, number ten. That's
1: sick, Rubber Duck.
0: <laughs> so uh, a lot of a lot of changes in the middle there. Not too much up top, but uh, regardless, the women's uh, the women's had a little bit of shakeup at the bottom. No championship changes. Well, yeah, we we had of
1: course. Uh, you have uh, number one Morning Glory, hole, number two Geisha Genji, but plowing her way into the top five (laughs) at number three after her her big victory in the non-title match against the geisha masato mayhem uh number four is lucy fur dropping a spot number five roadblock rachel i will tell you this uh, if it wasn't for the fact that morning glory hole held that holds the uh women's world title i would say masato would be the number one contender
0: it's a very well Uh, certainly
1: certainly deserves another shot at the geisha for the title and i uh, it's probably too late now but i would i would uh Go to the board, and I would I would demand a, a triple threat match for that women's national title. I think Masato deserves to be in there based on her win.
0: Yeah, the women's world bid. You had uh, well, it's Lucy Fur and Trina Vanderkane coming up here. I wonder if they could because uh, uh, we got a little bit of time before Friday. Let's. Uh...
1: Well, I'm talking about putting her in with in the national title match, a uh, rematch with Geisha Genji, and uh, you know. Putting her in there, you know. Uh, I guess who who's geisha Faden facing maybe uh, Roblock
0: Rachel. But, yeah, R- Roblock Rachel's know, in there.
1: After that. her, I mean, she upset the champion in a, in a non title match. She deserves a shot, but it may have to wait until next season. We'll have to see what happens.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we'll talk to the uh, crew because you got Aaron Varhola there. He's got the he's got the law on his side in the manner of speaking. So it might be tough knocking Rachel out of that spot. But, uh, yeah, he's got a
1: lot of things on his side, including BO and <laughs> a lot of other stuff.
0: Oh, God. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, speaking of tasteless things, uh, starting things off with the Extreme Rules match, Rubber Duck versus Sabu. And uh, this match didn't really get off the ground before there was an interruption, but uh, it was a spectacular interruption, I got to say. Uh, returning to the ring was none other than concrete. We hadn't seen him since, well, I guess the, uh, the they busted the so called Unity Alliance. Uh, all of them were. We're in jail, and then here comes Concrete, who confessed to the crimes, but he also turned state's evidence. He he didn't try to get try to lower his sentence or anything like that. He was just a straight up guy, as he always has been. Uh, but uh, he got off with probation and time served, so, so he's got to deal with a little bit of there. But uh, with all that aside, I mean, he still looks great, and I for one welcome his return.
1: Well, yeah, it was certainly a shock, and uh, I'm sure he uh, shocked. Uh, Sabu was shocked to see him there. Of course, <laughs> he uh, got the better of Merlin that match, and it it may have contributed to Sabu's. Uh, we showing in this match but uh, we'll never know i guess unless we talk to the man himself
0: yeah well i guess we can sh- sh- actually talk about the actual wrestling that took place uh we saw some good action from both duck and sabu and uh, sabu had, did mostly traditional moves uh we're we used to seeing it from him but the duck is always a wild card he's he's digging into this bag of tricks with moves that we rarely see or uh he, well he got his uh, pickup power bomb you don't see that much from him and then a move i've never seen before where he puts sabu in the ropes and he kind of doubles him over when he's all, walking on the second rope. And then between his legs, he kicks him in the face. I mean, this isn't a finisher, but, uh, that, uh, when a wrestler comes at you, you with uh, moves like this, you got to wonder if if, well, you got to wonder if they got anything upstairs, but, uh, as it goes along, it's got to throw you off your game.
1: Yeah. I think he certainly, uh, mixed it up a little bit and maybe I caught Sabu by surprise, but like I said, I think he was probably, uh, suffering some ill, uh, Ill effects from the, uh, cement mixture, Oh, yeah. As you called it, I guess, and uh, yeah, he just didn't seem to be himself. He hit a couple of his him uh, his moves, but he was just unable to keep the uh, to keep the duck down. And I think he got a little bit uh, frustrated there as the match went on.
0: Yeah, Sabu had uh, he, he had his work cut out for him. Getting attacked right off the belt, right off the bell by Sabu, and then of course the end of the match does come around. Stab, Sabu stays traditional. Uh, lot, lots of moves there. He tried to. I think he tried to pull one of his moves off, and the duck blocked it. Uh, but uh, the duck, uh, as well, he was he was traditional too, in the most disgusting way. You can actually say. Well, it's supposedly Kotex free. You had to eat a duck, and Sabu was in uh, was cloud. City, it was cloud city for him after that. As it turns out, an unwashed duck crotch which is that guy probably working on two weeks now uh it can be just a delirium inducing his chloroform uh one two three and the duck picks up right where he left off
1: yeah he got the better of him and like i said uh I, he gets a big assist from concrete and uh i don't know if there was some kind of uh collusion uh, between uh between joe and concrete to get him out there and uh i don't know uh i haven't heard if concrete is uh officially signed with anyone yet uh, i'm sure we'll be hearing that uh very shortly if he does but uh yeah, this match made me sick, and uh, I tell you, how I feel for Sabu. As soon as I saw the saw the move coming, I just <laughs> I had to turn away. I couldn't bear to watch it. Just, why do I want to wake up in a cold sweat again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's in night terrors—that's that's there's, there's still hanging around there, I think. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about this. It's kind of a kind of a shocker when concrete came down in the very next match, accompanied by none other than Aaron Varhola. Has he signed with Aaron? I haven't heard the official word yet, but uh, I, I guess he wanted to take him for a trial run before he puts anything on on in writing on the paper. But uh, it's, with with these two, I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a wrestler premiere and, and then re as a run-in only to be in the very next match yet the hwa is always looking to surprise the fans you know that uh but this was good to see concrete big muscular guy when it came to, to well, he came right out of like the strongman sh- sideshow act uh going up against the undead man <coughs> excuse me uh this was for lack of a better term a match that was big in bigness
1: well it certainly was two very powerful men uh and a old bob zombie well, you never know what to make making that character he's I don't know. How do you prepare for a match with that guy? You just, all you got to do is make sure he doesn't kick you in the head. But uh, yeah, it's, it was a good. It was a. Good, it was a good match. I'll tell you that. And uh, I, I was just shocked. I was so surprised to see concrete uh, uh, with a spectacular return from out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't even hear any rumblings of it. Uh, it was pretty, uh, if he if he is uh, in in cahoots with Aaron. Uh, they did a good job keeping it hush hush. And uh, yeah, it was two big men, and it was a it was a uh, high impact match for that matter.
0: Yeah, kicking off the match, you, you talk about uh, Bob, he, he had to be confused. Maybe it was the white hair, maybe it was the white mustache or something. I, I don't even know what it could be. But uh, the, the beginning was all concrete, uh, at least for the first five minutes. Uh, just move after move from the, uh, I, I don't want to call him the old guy, but he really is. Uh, he's been around longer than any of us have uh, since uh, Pedro X retired <laughs> or was booted, whatever. Uh, but he hasn't lost a step. He's so impressive. Uh, he His new move, well, he takes Bob, holds him upside down, preparing for a suplex and he holds him, and he holds him, and he holds him, And then he goes one handed. I mean, this is cocky for sure, but it clearly shows that for as old as he might be, he's got a strength unlike any other.
1: Oh, certainly very, very powerful man. I'm sure he's, uh, in the, in prison, he spent a lot of time lifting weights like most of the convicts do. And, uh, yeah, uh, eh, well, whatever, I had to throw that one in, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he always was a, a very powerful man. I mean, he was always a tremendous competitor. Uh, very tough individual once he got inside that ring and uh, kind of harkens back to uh, the old days of, uh, you know, uh, he kind of reminds you a little bit of uh, Pedro, although Pedro more the submission than the power wrestler uh, mm-hmm. back in his day. But uh, yeah, he certainly still has it, no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, he got a hold of uh, Pedro, said, Sorry, man, I'll take you over here. <laughs> they, they were great friends. Uh, but uh, towards the end of the match, uh, Bob was all over concrete. He was like on him like a pair of Levi soaked in super glue. Uh, but he hits him with the brain scrambler. Uh, he he tried to turn concrete into a snack twice, uh, in my regrettable comments about that, uh, then the hot, so high impact moves, but concrete, he would not be pinned. It it all came down to concrete's new move. Like I said, the cement mixer, very powerful move, very athletic, uh, acrobatic almost. And Bob was done. Uh, it's always fun to see the return of a veteran wrestler to the HWA, but this was a statement. Uh, concrete you could say he's undefeated in the new age it's only been one match but it's very promising and uh concrete he's back and he's a bad mother oh i better watch my mouth
1: that's right watch your mouth <laughs> but uh yeah i will tell you it's uh certainly made a statement that he is back and he's back in a big way and uh vaults himself up in number seven in the power ranking so uh won't be too long before he gets a title shot probably and yep. uh i just hate to see him sign with that megalomaniac i oh goodness i always kind of like concrete but You know how I feel about uh, that West Coast Alliance. Just say it isn't so.
0: (laughs) Just like Shoeless Joe. Uh, Well, after that, we had this match. Okay, I don't want to talk about this. Do I got to talk about it? I got to talk about this. All right. Well, I've eaten so much crow. I've been shitting feathers for a week. Let's not get too far ahead, though. Tag Team Championship match. The Nosebleeds versus Stone Cold Crazy. First thing, Stone Cold Crazy has, has shown time and time again why they're the champions going into this match. But I'll be honest, there, with the nosebleeds, there was something in the air, maybe like a camaraderie between the dude and the pad that's been growing and just strengthening for some time now. How is it that you get these two misfits teamed up together and they solidify like they have? What kind of factors are involved in that?
1: Well, I think they're just both progressing as wrestlers, uh, both getting experience. Let's not forget Maxi The uh, He only held it for about a week or so, but he's a former world champion. And uh, uh, let's not forget uh, when Booger Dude faced off against Sabu for the horseman title, uh, Inter horseman title. I- or it was the uh, television title, excuse me, put on a tremendous match. And uh, I've said several times that if he keeps this up, it's a matter of time before he's wearing a strap and, by God, if he's not wearing one now, I never thought I would have seen the day.
0: <laughs> it's uh, considered half a strap, possibly, but uh, yeah, the titles—they uh, got them. But uh, let's let's dig through that a little more. While we come, we're talking about tagging in this match. Uh, I saw a lot of good things from both sides. Stone Cold Crazy got their usual strategy working, but the nosebleeds—they uh, were on the ball as well. And we uh, saw a number of team moves, uh, naturally from the he's asyl- got the asylum from uh, Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, ineffective though they were, uh, they were able to kick out of that. But the nosebleeds—they had a move. And I would, I could refer to this as the whitehead buster. We're always talking snot and blood Must We talking zit cream or whatever, but, uh, pad hangs out loco on the top rope and the two come in from both sides with a boot to the head. Just it's uh, trying to squeeze the brains right out of the top of his skull. Uh, this just, uh, was a brutal move, uh, but it was, it was one of those ones that's just kind of fun to behold as well.
1: Well, yeah, I want to do, uh new trick out of the bag of tricks there and uh it was effective i'll tell you that much but uh they showed some good continuity uh they they were able to work together as a tandem and as a team and uh, it paid off in the end for
0: them yeah somebody had to win this (laughs) did they and that well the nosebleeds definitely had a head of steam at the end uh but uh, something something times sometimes i'm trying to spit this out here uh you want to have an insurance policy in place and this is an area that deuce has plenty of experience in uh, Booker dude, you know, we talk about the experience when he brings those, uh, he's, he's in a match in key with keys, and he brings his uh, two insurance policies with him, uh, one after the other. But uh, Booker dude goes into the tights for something, and he turns around and he nails Oloco, opening him up. And then he, after he, the, the ref didn't see it, he tucks it back in. It's a cheat, obviously. Uh, then he hits El Loco with the, with the snot rocket spear, whatever I might have called it. And they follow that up with the flam flam. And by this time, El Loco was, was just about done. And the, uh, three count later, you got this tag team championship, these headliners at Horseman Mania for the tag team championship. It's the nosebleeds. I, I, I cannot believe this, that they, they took out, of all the, of all the teams. Really, of all the teams, you got uh, uh, dead and buried. You got uh, the, the maniacal medics are no one to scoff at. E- even the, the bodily functions, but no, they got these guys—the nosebleeds. Seriously.
1: Well, you know, you look at it. I'll tell you, they were certainly resilient. In this match, like you said, uh, Stone Cold Crazy hit that asylum on several occasions. Were able to get a pin. Uh, they just the Booger Dude, uh, especially uh, just the resiliency. Kept coming back, coming back. And then he reached into the tights, and he got that, um, let's call it what it was. He had a foreign object. It was brass nuts or something on that hand. <laughs> he didn't just reached down there and scratch himself and then punch him. You know, it was. Well,
0: that would have knocked maybe him out, pull, <laughs>
1: maybe, maybe Maybe he pulled out a uh, past due Misty Furburger <laughs> and uh, hit him with it. I have no idea, but, uh, you know, there was a little bit of, uh, a little bit of chicanery there. But, uh, hey, it ain't cheating if you don't get caught. And uh, uh, of all the teams to beat Stone Cold Crazy, uh, I would not uh, ever believe it would be the nosebleeds, but here they are. And they'll be the defending champions at Horseman Mania, and uh, old uh, old Admiral Deuce is walking with a little bit of uh, a spring in his step these days. He's he's uh, like a peacock
0: strutting around. Well, he's going to need more than a strut to go up against the uh, Chaz's re- wrestlers, Fu Incorporated, because you got an angry uh, you got a couple of angry guys there. Uh, so, but we're going to get into that. We got we got got to hold off on that just for a moment. Uh, let's move on to this next match. This was great. This this was the the, the fan demand match. You call it. It's Geisha Genji versus Misato, Mayim, a match that was, uh, the fans wanted to see the moment Geisha Genji joined the organization, uh, with the alignment and all these, these two probably would have never met up, but the HWA always wants to please its fans. So here you have it. And CR, I, n- I know this is a match that you yourself were very excited to see.
1: Oh, it certainly was. I was uh, calling it the clash of the Titans. And, uh, you know, it's, it, 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 there are very few people that, uh, Geisha Genji kind of has to look up to. Masato is one of them. She's slightly taller. And, uh, you know, we, we talked about how, uh, or I talked about how Masato probably has a little bit soft since she's been with Saul, but uh, she definitely showed a mean streak, and you could tell there was some animosity between these two that goes back uh, a long, long time.
0: It goes back to Shanghai wrestling or, uh, it was a rickshaw wrestling. I I don't know what it was. I just kind of keep spewing out, the uh, not racial slurs, uh, ethnic slurs there. (laughs) Let's move on. Uh, this was actually one of the long matches of the night Uh, and there were quite a few momentum shifts. Uh, it was definitely a crowd pleaser, but we talked about how Saul as a manager and uh, you had him with Masato Mayhem. They get a relationship, of course, and it, uh, sometimes it feeds off of each other. Sometimes it's a distraction. Uh, but thinking back to his fear of clowns, and you got to wonder about the level of distraction he was willing to bring several times on the floor, and then he jumps up on the apron. He's writing Geisha's face. Uh, what is going on with this little guy? My guess is that he's just trying to dig deep and rid himself of this fear because he's got that big cage match coming up. Uh, but you spoke to him after the show. What did he have to say about that?
1: Well, I think he was certainly trying to uh, make a point, and I think he was trying to show uh, Masato definitely where his loyalties uh, lie after the misunderstanding backstage that uh, caused a little rift in their relationship. And uh, he certainly did everything he could to help Masato, and I think it was uh, you know a show of uh, good faith and uh, and I think uh, it it it. it Ended up helping Masato get the victory.
0: Well, he's come definitely come a long way since he had his hand uh, stuck in, uh, was it Katie Bang's thong at one time? Uh, I like, well, you know, those things
1: happen sometimes. <laughs> you just can't help
0: yourself. <laughs> yeah, but with her, you especially can't help yourself. Oh, redheads. Mm, carpet matches the drapes. Anyway, uh, as the match came to a close, you could tell that Geisha had developed a feeling of dread. You saw a little uneasiness in her eyes. Uh, She felt that undefeated record was in jeopardy, and sure enough, it it wasn't a Shanghai stomp, it wasn't a slow boat to China, but simply, as I saw it, kind of a botched top rope suplex, because her arm, it should have been behind Masato's head, but instead it was in front of her face. Now, whether or not that was a a little factor or had any effect is anybody's guess, Uh, but in the end, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and Masato, pins for the win, and now that it's done, was it everything you expected it to be?
1: Well, it was a tremendous match. Like you said, a lot of back and forth, and uh, there were times when each one had the upper hand. Uh, Masato, uh, she hit that Shanghai stop. Uh, I think she hit maybe one slow boat and a couple of those top rope hurricanranas, and uh, Geisha Genji used that, I don't know what the hell you call it, the claw slam that she has. She hit Masato with that a couple of times, and there was that was some very high impact maneuvers in this match. And uh, I'll tell you, it was, it was exciting. It, uh, it was as good as any uh, men's matches I've seen in a long time. And, uh, you know, like I said, Masato, uh, she gets a victory over the champion in a non-title match. So, she's got to be in line for a shot, whether it be at horseman mania or whether it be in the coming season. Uh,
0: well, like I say, we're going to keep up with the, uh, with the board and see what they say. Well, so Aaron keeps his, uh, his lawyerly nose out of it. Uh, or the, the liberal or it's the same guy. <laughs> it really is. We think so. Uh, we know so, but anyway, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this, this, uh, show up this, this inner horseman championship steel, Sultan versus the snowman. A lot of S's in that this looked to be an awesome way to close the show. You have the steel Sultan. He's got attitude out the ass he he skyrocketed the hwa stardom just a short few weeks after his premiere he's got an opportunity to to tangle with one of the greatest in the show and not only that it's for a title and a shot to defend the pay-per-view that's a lot to have on your mind and on your plate but uh you talked with the sultan uh what what do they have to say before the match i mean besides fuck you what do they have to say
1: not much that's pretty much all he says to be quite honest with you but uh (laughs) No, he was very, uh, very humble, very grateful for the opportunity. I looked forward to it. He was uh, not taking this, uh, taking the stone man lightly. Uh, And I'm I'm sure the match didn't turn out the way that he uh, wanted to. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, but yeah, I was surprised for, uh, for as crazy as the Sultan can be at times, he was kind of, uh, kind of introspective and he had, uh, he had his mind on the match and he was all business.
0: Well, uh, he probably also might have had something else on the mind. That was the, the tag team championship that he had coming up. So uh, even if he, if he lost the gold, the gold medal, he might still come in with the silver. We'll have to see at the pay-per-view. But at the start of this match, Sultan did the exact same thing that Corporal did before his loss. He put his hand out there, and Snowman goes to shake it, and he pulls it away. The oldest trick in the book, uh, he either didn't learn from Corporal's arrogance, or he was trying to rewrite history. Regardless, do you, what, do you, what what opinion do you have about that? When he, it's like he repeated the exact same move that Corporal did. Uh, what what could his motivation have been from that? I have no
1: idea. Right? Maybe he was just trying to play some mind games. He's not one to do that kind of stuff either. I, I really don't know what got into him. Maybe it was just the uh, you know the excitement of the match. I have no idea. I really don't. And I. I'm sure Chaz wasn't wasn't too happy to see that happen either.
0: Might have been a case of Milwaukee's best that got into him or something like that. Well, that could be it too. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless, I mean, he was able to do something that uh, not a lot of wrestlers do anymore. And he actually used a chair that Chaz shoved in. So many chairs that get shoved in by Chaz and they get ignored. He had to be happy about this one. <laughs> he picked that. Woo! <laughs> he crushed Snowman in the head. Crushed ice. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> sorry about that. And then he nails him right in the uh, the snowballs. Okay, I'll stop now. Uh, but uh, this is the reason why Sultan elicits such a reaction from the fans. Some cheer, some boo. There's nothing in between. Everybody has an opinion on this one. He is just a true character. Well, he certainly is. And he certainly knows how to use
1: a chair. Let's not forget how he wore out a loco with a chair when he first showed up. So, uh, hmm. you know, Sultan knows what he's doing. What, what got me was uh, he didn't follow it up. Uh, you know, he, he hit him with that chair a couple of times, and he kind of stood there and admired his handiwork. And he, and he gave the, uh, the snowman a chance to get back into the match. And that's what hurt him.
0: That's what, that's what we very well could have hurt a fan too. Cause when he whipped that chair out, like a Frisbee, I'm just glad it landed in the, uh, on the ramp there, but yeah, his uh that was an excellent effort. The way to, way to use the tools at your disposal. But uh, t- despite Sultan's valiant efforts, uh, he was in fact wrestling the snowman. As you know, Snowman uh, takes no shit and uh, hands out ki- ass kickings uh, on a daily basis. Uh, the, the character was only going to take you so far. Snowman eventually gets Sultan reeling. He sets him up on the turnbuckles for what is best described as a slow boat to China, though i maybe call this one the Alaskan cruise. I don't know. you got to change it around a bit. A lot of, a lot of move stealing in the HWA. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he comes around, he slaps that new and improved snow coma on him. And the dream is over. I, I've never seen anybody uh, since he, he was defeated by the corporal. He seems to have really polished that move on him. Uh, at least for now, you know, you got the, uh, the Sultan on his heels, but, uh, but it would, I would have to say, this is merely a small bump in the road for Sultan. He's got so much left to give and he's going to be giving it to everybody. Anybody who gets it oh, his yeah, pass. He's, he's going to be giving them hell.
1: I'll tell you that much. And, uh, I would not want to be the nosebleeds, uh, coming up in horseman mania and, uh, well, but like I said, I was just very shocked that the Sultan, uh, when he had the snowman reeling, he just kind of uh, admired his handiwork, and he didn't really get back on him. And, it, you know, you can't give the, the champion and the man like the snowman that little bit of a breather. You can't give him a chance. you got to stay on him. And that's what eventually cost him because uh, the snowman was able to mount a comeback. And, yeah, once he slapped on that uh, that snow cone, that he keeps threatening to shove up Saul's ass, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was all over so let's hope he never gets a snow cone on poor Saul <laughs>
0: well, at, least, at least you hope the uh, coldness kind of freezes up and uh, kills the nerves before it actually penetrates but uh, poor Saul we'll keep an eye out for you and uh, you'll be keeping an eye out for the inner Horseman championship uh, title match coming up let's talk about the uh, week 68 uh, which is I, I just realized that the, <laughs> the horseman mania is actually show 69 so that's a beautiful thing too, <laughs> but, uh, that childish jokes aside, let's talk Thank about the, <laughs> uh, let's talk about this, uh, final penultimate show here. Um, and it, it used to be, so it's, you know, kind of a boring, a bye week where we just kind of mix matches in there and do some crazy stuff. But, uh, this, this one's all serious. Uh, we got starting things off with the women's world title bid. And it's going to be right now, it's going to be Lucy Fur versus Trina Vanderskank. It might be a three-way be- between Masato Mayhem, depending on who can uh, who, who can twist uh, the niblets or, or whatever, uh, but uh, to, to, to try to boost Roadblock Rachel out of there. But uh, right now, it's just Lucy and Trina. And uh, if I got to pick somebody, I got to pick Lucy. Uh, Trina Vanderskank's a hell of an athlete. I love watching her. I love looking at her. But, uh, Lucy for, she's been, uh, not to make a hot joke here, but she's been on the back burner and simmering for a very long time about this. And I don't think anything's going to get in her way. I think Lucy's going to take this in a walk.
1: Well, she's certainly the more experienced of the two women than, uh, you know, a former champion herself, uh, Trina Vanderskank, uh, you know, member of the Admiral's fleet and, uh, oh they were the Admiral. Jeez Louise. I'm going to have to put up with that, but yeah, I'm going to go with Lucy. She's the m- more experienced and I think, uh, It's, it's going to be a good match, but I'm going to go with Lucy.
0: All right. After that's going to be following with the TV title bid match. I got four, four spots to fill on the horseman mania card. Uh, this is going to be the TV title one and it's going to be Nigel Zark versus Katungi. No matter who wins this match, bandit loses. (laughs) These are big motherfuckers. It'll go in there and tear everything up. But uh, between these two, one of them is going to make it. And wow, this is going to be, this is going to be a battle. I will say that I think I I foresee Katungi. Not by much though, only because he's got probably a little more experience than Nigel has. And, uh, he's, he's hungry for some of, some of that HWA gold. I would give Katungi a very slight advantage in this.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the last couple of uh, matches, Katungi's kind of looked a little bit lost and I don't know uh, what the problem is.
0: He, yeah. He did come off of that, uh, that three way three versus three. Uh, that, that just was completely out of his element, but, uh, uh yeah, one-on-one, I think it might be a different story. Yeah. But, uh, it, but,
1: uh you know, Nigel Jark is such a big man. And, uh, after what he, well, I don't know whether it was him or not who attacked Joe. We don't really know who if it was him or not, but it kind of looked like him. But uh, I think this guy's on a mission. Uh, old Nigel, I think uh, Mister Fugu uh, going to have him running on all cylinders. So uh, I'm going to look for I'm going for Nigel in a, a slight episode over Katungi.
0: Okay, so split split call there. After that, we got the plus.
1: Interview. I, I want to see Katungi and uh, the Sultan wrestle for the, the tag titles, which uh, <laughs> would not happen if he wins this title. So
0: yeah, okay. Uh, we're talking about the Inter Horseman bid next time, and that's going to be. Let's see, it's going to be Big Dick versus who do you think?
1: boofu boo-foo. boo-foo.
0: boo-foo. <laughs> yes, indeed, Buffu the Clown has an opportunity to return to pay per view glory, and to do that, he must go through Big Dick. Is in you, and in this match, oh uh, wow, Buffu. Every time I, I think he's going to win, he, he usually chokes, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to let that deter me. I think Bufu, this, this is this is a match of destiny for Bufu. Uh, not only will he win, but he will defeat Snowman in the uh, in horseman title, but he's got to do this first. So Bufu, Bufu's my pick.
1: Well, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. We He's missed a few pay-per-views, and I always enjoy calling his matches, so uh, I'm rooting for Bufu, so I'm hoping he wins. All
0: right and uh following that up will be the last of the bids of course the world title bid a little odd here uh these guys they've earned their opportunity they were in the the power rankings they were available and uh we got spooge versus bones mcintyre and uh spooge doesn't have the experience bones does bones has the experience but he doesn't have quite the charisma uh that the uh, spooge does so this this is a really tough one who's going to be going up against who's a fuzz pigment so uh you know what i'm going to I'm going to root for, and this is going to sound like, uh, like blasphemy, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick bones on this simply because it's, uh, to see Spooge and, uh, the fuzz go up have to go up against each other in a, a world title match, uh, kind of a friends uh, in the friend zone there, um. I just really don't want to see that. Uh, Spooge, his time will come. Don't worry about that. But for me, I'm going to pick Bones in this one.
1: Was that a little play on words that his time will come? Is that what you are <laughs> going for there?
0: It's, it's completely subliminal, <laughs> completely uh, subconscious right yeah. now. Just, okay. Right, right jokes. Right you know, I just can't. I, uh,
1: I just don't want to see any member of the West Coast Alliance have a shot at that world title. So I, I cannot in good conscience pick, but I will I will pick spooge in this match,
0: okay, so we're looking for uh a spooge snow cone, oh God, oh Jesus Christ, I said that I'll throw it up on my throat uh let's uh, move on ah. Uh, The final match here is the grudge match. It's going to be Roadhouse Roy versus the Bandit. This is going to be a fun match to watch no matter what. I really don't even care who wins. I just want to see these two tangle up once again. They can probably do it like nobody else can, but I got to make a pick and I'm going to base it on the fact that Bandit is going to be in the pay-per-view the week after. I think he's going to be dialed back. He's going to give something, but uh, it's in his best interest to try to, you know, tangle with Roadhouse Roy a little and then... You get out before you have, take a chance on getting injured. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Roadhouse on this
1: one. Well, yeah, the committee's not doing uh, the bandit any favors here. Uh, the only champion that, that has to wrestle the week before the pay-per-view.
0: I'm sure you're happy about that, especially. Uh, well, yeah,
1: sure. Beat the <laughs> hell out of him. I hope he you know, loses all the matches. Dumb ship shaking, gyrating <laughs> mustache. Son of a, you know what I feel about this. I, I wouldn't care if he was champion or not. I'm going to root for I hope Roadhouse Roy splits his head with a guitar.
0: <laughs> he does he should bring in a guitar he used to play guitar but i think he's uh really focused on wrestling right now hey maybe he'll go back to his music career back in nashville but uh that's gonna be it for that show and then of course we got to talk about the big one the horseman mania coming up july 4th at 7 p.m we have decided that that is going to be the, the show time uh, of that event so that'll uh, get you out before you know nine o'clock so you can go see the fireworks and stuff like that but uh, we got to talk about the, the card here. We got a few new lock ins. The tag team championships kicking us off. FU, of course, is in there. And the nosebleeds coming, coming in. So. Uh, th- that'll be their opportunity. Thanks to their win against. I can't, still can't believe that stone cold crazy. Uh, as we've mentioned before, the women's national title is going to be roadblock. Rachel possibly <laughs> versus Geisha Genji. Uh, I don't know who we're going to, we might see a little mix up there, but, uh, right now that's, that's what we have on the card, uh, submission match after that spooge versus maxi pad. If he doesn't, uh, win the, the, the match against bones McIntyre. Now, if he does, that that'll get switched off. We'll have somebody else fill in there. Uh, but right now, that's that's what's on the card. Uh, we also got the television title between Bandit, and it's going to be either Nigel Zark or Katungi. That is yet to be locked in. The following match also yet to be locked in. Women's Championship Morning Glory would be defending uh, against Lucy Fer and Trina. Uh, after that, with the manager's cage match, the newly announced uh, team of Deuce Albino and Saul Goldberg. I guess uh, Joe just could just uh, was not going to be able to wrestle that, so he's going to be taking care of that uh, versus Chaz and Mister Fugu, That's just going to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Saul. He's, 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 he's really trying to muscle up on that one. Uh, after that, Inner Horseman title, Snowman, Boo for the Clown, Big Dick is in you. Who's it going to be? We don't know yet. Uh, Manager's Championship, we got Aaron Varhola versus Keys, of course. And the grudge match has finally been announced, uh, inspired by this last week's efforts. Uh, Concrete's going to get his chance to go uh, in an uh, official match with Sabu. That's going to be one to watch. <laughs> we, we all, the grudge matches are always great, but uh, that one's going to be extra special. Uh, and then of course, following up, we got the world championship fuzz. He's going to be going up against Spooge possibly or Bones McIntyre. Like I say, to be decided, still a lot of, lot of things to, to uncover this, uh, this week. And you can catch us on Friday, uh, at t- 10 PM on HWARules.com. So with, with the card developing like it is, it's, uh, I gotta say, it's going to be a great one.
1: Yeah. Well, the, uh, crystal ball will come a lot more clear after this Friday show.
0: It will. And, uh, as, as always, you can uh, join us and subscribe to us on, uh, let's anchor.fm slash HWA rules. And like I say, HWA rules.com go, th- cl- go there, click the subscribe button, uh, ring the bell for reminders, uh, cause you don't want to miss it because you don't want to be like there at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock on uh, July 4th saying, Hey, where's the show? <laughs> it's cause it's going to be on this. It's going to be seven o'clock. So tune in and get ready for action. Um, so with that, we have any uh, any closing words here for tonight?
1: No, just looking forward to Friday's show, uh, seeing who's going to be uh, getting those championship bids, and then uh, we'll be looking forward to the uh, pay per view.
0: Very good. So, with that, we thank you for joining us, and uh, we will see you soon here on HWA Radio. Thanks. Talk to you later.